This is the Ed Milet Show. All right, welcome back to Max Out, everybody. So excited to share this gentleman with you here today. We did not know each other prior today, and usually my guests are dear friends of mine, and I get the feeling I hope this man becomes one of those. You'll recognize him immediately. He doesn't really need an introduction, but he's a, a world-class bassist. He's a singer, record producer. One thing you might not know about him is he's a serial entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur as well. He's maxed out multiple areas of his life. Most of you saw him maxing out every single week on American Idol for a really long time, building the most popular television show really of all time. And so we got a lot to talk about today, especially during these times. I feel like I brought you one of the perfect people for today. So I want to welcome Randy Jackson to the show, everybody. Randy, welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, Ed. Good to meet you, man. Yeah. It's, we got a lot of mutual things and friends in common. We do. We do. And one of the things that we both have in common, I think, to start is our our pursuit of trying to do things great in our lives. And obviously, as I started to read your bio, obviously, there's a lot of different areas. But I'm curious, before we get into all the transformations, I know for some people that may not have seen you in a while, they're looking at the screen right now going, that's not Randy Jackson. That's like Grant Jackson because the Andy's ah, gone. Ah, look at that. Look at that. You look great, by the way. And we'll get there in a minute. But we're, this is being recorded, everybody, during sort of the pandemic, during the COVID crisis. Yeah. I'm just crazy curious. Times, how you're, crazy times. Yeah. How are you dealing with it? Any advice you'd give people, you know, during this moment? You know, I've just been meditating a lot, leaning into it, uh, just trying to really relax and just really trying to. I feel like this has happened at a time that the world needed a giant reset. Mm -hmm. So what's important in your life? What do you really need in your life? Not what you want, because what you want changes every day, every hour. What do you need? What do we need, Ed? Let's get back to the basics of what we need. Mm -hmm. Then let's figure out where we're going from there. Well, it's funny you say that. I got interviewed on a show this morning. I said the exact same thing. I think there needed to be a consciousness reset. I really believe this is happening for us. Yeah, man. Definitely. You know, everyone's going now, well, my family's pretty important. So are my friendships. You know, basic yeah. things like freedom and other people really matter right now, maybe a little bit more than they did two, three weeks ago. Don't you agree? Yeah, and all the things you were pushing for that weren't really important but that you thought you wanted, you don't really want those anymore. So in the face of this, it's a great time to readjust, to go inward, to really kind of get a grip on like, What's my life? Where am I going? Do I love what I'm doing? Do I love my life? Who are these friends? Are these the real friends? What's going on here? You know what I mean? Mm. Did that happen to you? I mean, you've achieved a lot of things. I didn't know I was going to ask you this, but I mean, obviously, the success you've had is incredible. Did you get to some of those places and go, this isn't what I thought it was? Or did that happen to Dude, you? Dude, always. I think, listen, what I think we often forget, and this is this pandemic's reminding us of this, we're all human. We all put our pants on the same way. We all have some of the same challenges in life, no matter what your social economic status or whatever that is, still have some of the same challenges. So yes, it happens to me, it happens to all of us. It's interesting. You're talking about what you need and not what you want. And evidently there became a point for you where you needed to transform parts of your life. You know, I needed to get healthy, bro. I got, you know, diagnosed with type two diabetes about 18 years ago, I needed to make a serious life change. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you do that? Well, everyone listen to this. They want, they're in this moment of their life. And even before this moment, people that watch the show, they're about transformation. 
They want to transform something financially, physically, relationally in their life. You tra- look at you. You transformed your body. What were some of the keys in doing that? Some of the the real m- metrics of it. I had to really just come to grips with where I was. And listen, all the way leading up to here, my doctors were saying, "Need to diet and exercise. You need to drop weight. You got way too much overweight now." I was up to three fifty eight at the end. Mm. So I knew something was going to happen. But it happened at a time that I least expected it. Wound up in the emergency room with a blood sugar over 550. Oh, wow. I just, I didn't know what was going on. The doctor says I got good and bad news. So give me the bad first. You got type 2 diabetes, there's no cure. What's the good news? With a lot of help, you can manage it. Mm. And you dropped, you dropped 114 pounds? Is that the right number? Yeah, man. Yeah, I had to really, I tried every diet known to man, Ed. Mm. I tried everything. And you know, there's no one size fits all. It's what's going to work for you. Mm. But during this time in this research and this big reset for my health and my life, I had to figure it out. So I wound up getting a gastric bypass Mm -hmm. about 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. And yes, you start dropping the weight pretty quickly. But now... How do I keep it off? Right. So I have to start that whole thing because I know people that have it, that gain the weight back, gain more of the weight back, more than half of the weight that they lost again. I mean, just all sorts of variations, but how do I keep it off? So I had to have a complete, complete change with my diet and the way I thought about food. So I, I read you were saying about that. So I want people to learn how to make a lasting change. Right. And that's what you've done. It's been 17, 18 years. You've kept this stuff off. I'm a big believer in reasons. People ask me all the time, you know, how do I sustain a lasting change? The, the re- I'm in pretty good shape. Not in great shape right now, but I'm in pretty good shape. And I feel like one of the reasons was I had a heart issue when I was in my early 30s. And I had this doctor tell me, I my daughter was little, this doctor said to me, he could have just given me the prescription, right? He said, hey, take this Crestor and eat cleaner and you move on. He said to me, he goes, you want to, uh, you have a daughter, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, do you, do you want to be there on a wedding day and be the man to walk her down the aisle? I said, whoa. I said, what? He said, I'm asking you if you want to walk your own daughter down the aisle on her wedding day. You know how it is as a dad. I'm like, yeah, I do. And he goes, listen to me, boy. If you don't change the way you're eating, your training, your nutrition, some other man's walking her down the aisle someday. That hit you like a ton of bricks, didn't it? Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, there's been a million mornings where I've woken up, didn't want to train. I'm like, Bella's wedding. Bella's wedding. I got this reason that sustained me over time that were bigger than my desire to lay around or bigger than food, right? Well, you know, it's like, what's that wake up call? What's going to be that turning point for you? Who's going to tell you? Who's going to get to you that you're going to go, okay, it's time to cut this crap out. I got to get it together now. Yeah. You, any tips during COVID? People are sitting around the house more. Everyone I know is kind of like, hey, it's harder. It feels harder anyway to keep my routine, to keep my fitness, to keep my disciplines. I'm walking by the food more. Maybe that's bogus. <laughs> it's really hard because everything you said you were going to do, if you had the time, now that you've got the time, you don't want to do it. Mm. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a mind over matter situation. But isn't that true in synonymous of life anyway? It's got to be mind over matter. Amen, 100%. One of the things you've done, though, that I like, and I, I, it's important that we talk about this, because you put your kind of money where your mouth is as an entrepreneur. People ask me often, like, you know, what, what kind of a business should I start? Well, one should be an area of passion if you can monetize, right? If you can monetize an area of passion. Right. 
but secondly is where there's a need. You've got Unify Health Labs now. What I love about this is you're an example of what you're representing, number one. It's not just something you're talking about. And two- well, listen. Go ahead, sorry. Well, and I was gonna say, and two, it's something that there's a, there's a massive need for it in the world. You know, all this obesity in the world, but not just obesity. People that are carrying an extra 10 or 15 pounds, they don't need to be carrying on their body or lack of nutrition, right? So go ahead. I interrupted you. You go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, part of the thing for me was taking the guesswork out of it. I was overwhelmed with all the vitamins and supplements on the market. I didn't know what to take, and I was a pro at this by now. So I said, okay, I want to take the guesswork out. I want to make it easier for me and easier for everyone. I'm sure a lot of people have the same issue. You go to their house, the kitchen, the bedroom, they got bathroom, 50 bottles of vials of stuff on their countertop. What do I take? What's the right dosage? How often do I take it? What's the right? So I wanted to come up with Unify Health Labs. We're taking the guesswork out of it for you. Take these supplements, take these things, take this powdered drink that's very good, like a strawberry lemonade. It's going to help you with your gut health. It's going to help to decrease your appetite. It's just, this is what you take. Mm. Simple. What's happened to you after this transformation? Like, what else has it done for you? You dropped the weight. I told you when we started, you look five years younger. You said, tell them 20 when we're on the show. So, <laughs> 20 okay, years 21 younger. years younger. Come on, man. No, but you do. I mean, it struck me when you got to okay, care. I've seen you in interviews recently, but even just seeing you now, like we're together, I wish we were doing this like I normally do at the house. But I mean, what else has it done? Because I'm a big believer. You transform one area of your life, there's reciprocal effects in the other areas. You can't just move one area. You show discipline and you change your self-confidence in your identity one area, there's a trickle-over effect too. It's all relatable, isn't it? Mm. And everything in life is relative. So guess what? Change your mind, your body, your spirit, your outlook, your thinking. You get more positive. You get way more energy. You want to do more things. You're thinking more clearly. It helps every part of your life. Mm. It's like what the doctors used to say. A well-balanced diet with diet and exercise proper amount of sleep, taking care of your body. Wow. It does wonders. We were, uh, something about you that's always struck me. It's you, you've been successful a long time and a lot of others, even when I was reading like your background, that's like 30% of it, right? For a long time. And then, you know, we were talking off camera about some mutual friends of ours. What do the people who have won long-term have that like, especially in the music industry that flashes in the pan, I know a lot of flashes in the pan as entrepreneurs. They had one hit, they had four or five good years. You see them 10 years later and they're kind of back where they were before. Or like you said earlier, they've changed their body, they lost the weight and you see them five years later, like my gosh, they've gained it back. Or, But you and I know other people, we're talking about Jen Lopez before the show. This woman's been relevant for 25 years. You've been At successful. Least, if not more. If not more, right? What is What do they have? Because you've known executives that have been there long-term. You've known people in all different businesses. Is there something, is it their work ethic? Is it is a separator? What do, you, what do you think it is? To me, it's all of it, Ed. It's like the people that get it, the people that don't get it. How hard are you willing to work? How bad do you want it? And are you really understanding what you're after? And do you understand how to get that? Hmm. So Jen gets the whole thing. And we're all very blessed, extremely blessed, but you got to put in the work. 
and you got to learn what to do and you also have to learn how to sustain and remember you see the stones the stones have been around 50 60 years it's reinventing yourself every time that the greats sad. know how to reinvent themselves in each era that is so i got a chance so funny that you say that this is so weird i was thinking of jagger when you said that when i brought up jen i just met him i met him in pasadena about six months ago and uh, what struck me was i was backstage before the show and I was struck by how meticulous they all still were with their preparation, even. The attention to detail is mind-numbing. When you look at Prince, Bowie, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, I mean, LeBron, I mean, Steph Curry, when you look at any of these athletes, Tom Brady, any of these guys, their attention to detail, these successful ones, is so unbelievable. That seems to me to be a separator. And the other piece of it, Randy, I don't know if you've noticed this too. I bet you've seen this in music. You have this huge will to win when you're broke. It's like the heavyweight champion of the world. They have this huge hunger. And then for most people, they get a little bit of success and that will to win is almost bought. Like there's like a price tag on it, I say. Like you just see that if, if you weren't paying attention, you might not know, but they just start showing up a little bit later. They don't quite prep like they once did. They're passionate. And it seems like someone like yourself or even a Simon, I mean, I'm still watching that guy cranking, right? Or, or uh, like a Jordan when he played or a Kobe, rest his soul, or a Jen, their will to win almost increases the more successful they become. Exactly, because guess what? You've achieved this, now what's next? You want to continue to grow and build and learn. I say to people, I don't know everything. I want to learn every day. I want to explore every day. I'm ambitious every day. Okay, I did that. Now what else can I do? Because you want to become the greater and the best human you can in this lifetime. Yeah. So what's, what's pushing you? Is that what's pushing you? If the money's pushing you, that's going to run afoul. Hmm. So that can't push you. That just genuine spirit of really trying to achieve and that ambition has to drive you. I, I get a taste. I want more. More. That's what's bizarre to me that that doesn't happen to most people. And I think part of it is, I'll give you a compliment. People I've met over the years that, that knew both of us have always commented to me about what, a, what you just said, a genuinely kind and humble person you were relative to the success you had. And in your world, that stands out even more than any world. But your humility, right? And I think that humility causes you to not think everything's guaranteed the rest of your life. I think that has an element of it. 1,000%, bro. I mean, I always say that the only thing God really wants is your compassion and your utmost humility. Because listen, as I say, we're all the same people given some of the same tools. Listen, some of us more than others, but we all have something that's greater than the next person to get us through this life. But you have to be able to identify that and magnify it over and over and over. You said God. I know what you got. Is faith part of your uh, formula? I'm just curious. You said God earlier. 100 million percent, yes. <laughs> That's great to hear. I Wouldn't be without it, bro. Couldn't be without it. I love hearing that, brother. Um, by the way, I'm loving this. <laughs> One thing I love about someone who's been interviewed a lot, you can get through a whole bunch of questions and get a whole <laughs> bunch of info from them in a short window of time. I'd like to know. Hey, from well, you own. can just keep it real. You know, you can just be honest and tell the truth and not worry about Oh, what did I say then? What did I say there? Ah, no, no, don't worry about that. Mm. I, I wonder for my own, I bet a lot of people would be curious about this, and I wonder, 
What was it like? What is it like? Just take us on a ride for a second. You end up being a guy who's very well known in your world, right? And then you end up on this television show. That, that had to be a life change, brother. Like you go from being, you're very well known and respected in your industry to now about every living room in the country. Like I told people you're coming on the show. Not one person didn't know who you were. And I've interviewed some famous people, but they usually go, I'm not who, every single person, you went from your industry knowing you to everybody knowing you. What is that ride like? What does that feel like? Are you scared when that's happening? I'm going to lose it? <laughs> Are you just well, enjoying listen, it? It's a, little, it's a little funny, you know, um, but listen, I'm so blessed and so thankful and so grateful. Um, you know, look, I mean, I was in my industry. I was doing my thing. I was an A&R guy. I was a session musician. I toured with the Journey Boys, whom I love to death. Still one of the greatest bands ever in the history of music. Uh, you know, I'd work with Madonna, with NSYNC, with Dylan, with Springsteen, with like, I mean, just dream, just dream people, right? And, um, you know, you often still say to yourself, what's next? And I mean, I went out on a limb and took a, a thing for the show. And I thought to myself, while I was sitting in my office doing A&R, there's got to be something next. There's got to be another way to really market and develop and break new talent, you know, and expose the world to new talent. So I took a flyer on this show, a gut intuitive instinct, and said, listen, I think this thing's going to be something. God forbid it really was. So I guess I kind of bet the right way. So to me, it was the next chapter in the evolution. So, you know, that's why I, my, one of my favorite things in life is what's next. Okay, I think we got this down now. What are we doing from here, Ed? Where are we going next, Ed? Mm. So, you know, it's that kind of a thing. Listen, I'm so happy that I was able to get in everybody's homes because that's the real people. Because I used to say doing A&R was like playing God between the creators and the people. Because we're the ones that signed the acts, developed the acts, put the records out and said, okay, yes, this is good to go. And the people responded, yay or nay. Mm. So who are we to say, are we to say? I, you, Ed, you may like something I don't even know you're going to like, because I don't really know what you ultimately like. I can think yeah. generally, yeah. Ed may like this, Ed may not like that, but I don't really know. So mm. Idol was a chance to give the people a voice. Wow. It Here, also, you tell me. We're well, the a &R, I, guys. You tell me. My observation of watching you all, especially when it was you, Paula, and Simon, and I, I just that's the part where my mind goes. I think you have the elements that every great enterprise has. Great Chicago Bulls, the a great company, a great entrepreneur. And I want you to talk about this for a minute, which I saw chemistry, energy. I think energy wins, like energy overrides things. There was a particular energy. Clearly the acts were a major part of the program first of its kind sort of enterprise, but there was something special with the three anchors of the show and Seacrest. There was an energy there that had a chemistry that made it attractive. And I think sports teams have that. I think um, great entrepreneurs build that. Was that just like through good fortune or was that something about you all three were different? What was that? <laughs> you know, honest to God, it was that we were all different and it was just great, unbelievable chemistry and fortune. We didn't know, you couldn't predict that. That's what made the thing so great. It was such a great ride because who knew? You couldn't have predicted that. Yes, Kyle and I were in our guys. Yes, Paula was a star. Yes, Ryan was a radio star. 
but who knew that you could put these disparate people together? I mean, Carl and I were sort of in the same business because he was an A&R guy in the UK and I was an A&R guy here in the States. Mm -hmm. So what we did for a living, we weren't particularly artists. What we did for a living was find, sign, and develop talent. So Idol was a talent show, so that's what we did. So it's no surprise to me, or it shouldn't be a surprise to others, that a lot of that early talent was hugely successful because that's what we did. And we said going in, if we don't pick and make the right choices and help America pick, we're going to have egg on our face because this is what we do for a living. This is our livelihood. If, mm. no, if we can't do this, no one can do it. Mm. So it wasn't like we were a star trying to get more exposure on a TV show, which you see a little bit more of today. And I think a lot of them love it. But this was our job. We weren't stars. We mm. were A&R guys. We were company people. Mm. That's really... So lo and behold, it just kind of the chemistry worked. In your career, have you ever struggled with um, anxiety, depression, fear, like wondering whether you're good enough? Is that any of that ever? Always, bro. I think, I think you go through all of it. You know, that's, that's one of the things here. about driving like the vitamins and what I created with Unify Health Labs, you know, with Dr. Molina was that everything that happening in your body is because of what you think, you feel, or reaction to food, what you do, how much you sleep, what you don't. It's all about trying to help you correct mm. what has been wrong. Mm. So yes, we all have all those feelings, all those emotions. Where do they go get the more information on Unify Health Labs? Go to unifyhealthlabs.com okay. or you know, you can log on on Instagram or Facebook, Unify Health Labs. Everywhere you want it, it's there. This stuff is so good if I say so myself. Yeah, no, no, you should say so. Obviously, you're I love companies where I can look at the spokesman or one of the representatives and go, well, it looks like it's working for them. <laughs> Obviously worked for you. What's success? Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate that. Oh, it's a fact. Man. It's, like just, it's obvious. Everyone watching this is thinking this. And if you're listening to it, at least give yourself a gift to go into my social media or YouTube and taking a look at what this man looks like now. It's, it's remarkable. What and listen, like guys out there, as you're looking at this, just remember, Ed and I were once supermodels. Do not forget it. <laughs> Ed, tell the people, man. Tell the it, people what's going down, man. I, I personally think when they look at me, they see it. I don't know. I mean, I, I probably <laughs> Come on. It's obvious. There's a lot of guys that look like me out there on the runways. Um, I'm curious. <laughs> there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this. Any advice to entrepreneurs right now in the market now? You know, obviously the world's changing a little bit right now, but... You've known tons of successful entrepreneurs. You're a successful entrepreneur. I'm curious of any counsel you would give somebody right now who's in the business space on their own or got a little small company. Yeah, keep thinking about how you can make the difference. Keep thinking about what does the public need? What do people need to help them in their lives? Not what they want. What do they need? Not something just like something else. But what can you create that you just go, wow. Who would have thought of that? And you came up with something unique. When you think about what Amazon's done, when you think about what Microsoft's done, when you think about what Apple's done, when you think about all these great companies, you just go, what Walmart's done. When you think about all these great companies, what did they create for people? They created a different way. The person that came up with bottle of water, why was it, Ed, why weren't we that guy? I know, I know. What a genius idea. Yeah, something that simple. The other thing I find, there's two things about that. I just want to add to what Randy's saying, everybody. There's two things. A lot of these entrepreneurs at Amazon, the bottle water, there were things that existed that they brought a twist to that made it a better idea. So there's always very water. Simple. 
Very simple. There was always water. There was always retail, but now Amazon flipped it. And the other thing, everyone, I'm going to give you hope that most people don't realize. Most of these big brands were started in down economic cycles or they right. started running into one. So like Microsoft, 75, Microsoft and Apple were 75, 76 and crap economies running into a worse one, right? Netflix yeah. was 97 right before 9-11. Zuckerberg was Facebook 04, headlong into 08 in that crash. And so a lot of it was they were broke themselves or broke economic cycles. So if you think right now I can't start a business or I can't move it forward, this is when it's easier for you because big companies, they're like glaciers. It's hard for them to do what Randy described, hard to innovate. Hard to evolve. That's what's interesting about Unify Health Labs. There's a lot of big players in that space. They can't move and adjust and create and innovate like the new players can in a space, don't you think? No, 100%. You're so correct. And also, all of these ideas are very simple and usable. Mm -hmm. When, you know, I was talking to someone the other day about TV shows. They said, well, what do you think is a winning formula? Keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. Or you keep think, it stupid, I, simple. Yeah, I always say complexity is the enemy of execution. And, you know, I, I say this about the music business and the TV game and any product game. You're right. In these time, in these sort of downturn times, that's the way you pounce. Mm. That's the time to go in because people's minds are open to new innovative ideas. Big time. And you said something brilliant. And by the way, a lot of entrepreneurs have been on my show and said this. It's got to be what they need, not what they want. Because... The other thing, too, is as, the, as pocketbooks get restricted, they're going to move to what they need more than just what they want when everyone's flush with money. You're right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What do I need? What's going to keep me healthy? What's going to get me to the place that I ultimately want to be? Really, really good stuff. All right. A couple more things. Overall, by the way, I know there's a lot of people who have a child that wants to get into the music business or they're an artist or an entertainer, but I want to make it a little bit more broad. So I have somebody in front of me who's achieved multiple dreams in his life and happened to be a part of, I mean, all these people you've listed, plus the people on Idol, you've been involved in launching people's dreams. If you think about it, I don't know if you've ever thought about yourself this way, but you might've been connected on earth right now. You might be one of 10 people who've been the most connected to launching other people's dreams or being involved with them. I mean, it's a, a long list of people that you've at least been some part of watching a dream get launched and realized, right? I and think extremely that was blessed, extremely blessed, extremely blessed. It's very blessed and very skilled though. Like, I think the dream, the idol, what I love about it is it's really what we're all looking for, except it's just music. We're all, we all have a dream and we all want to see that dream happen. And idol was watching someone chase their dream and for a few and for the winner, it become a reality. So there's millions of people listening to this that are going, I have a dream, you know, I'd like to make come true, but I'm just me. I don't come from a successful family. I don't have access to a bunch of capital. I don't know a lot of people, but I want to make my dream happen. I, I deserve to win just like Randy Jackson's won in his life. I got a dream. What's your advice to me? What's your words? Well, you know, what's really funny that you say that is that when you look around at all of these shows, when you look at Idol with us, you look at Idol now with Luke Ryan and Katie and Lionel, you look at The Voice, you look at Massing or any of these shows, you're seeing people, and I was one of those kids in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, dying to win and to get mine and become successful. So I was that kid in search of making that dream come true. Jennifer Lopez was that girl from the Boogie Down Bronx trying to make that dream come through. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
these people all had those dreams. All the athletes, all the Bezoses, all of the Warren Buffetts, these were those people. We were those people. So you're looking at the success. And the great thing that these shows do is show you that if we made it, it must be possible for you to make it. Amen. So never forget that. Yes. And you know what people need to realize is in every family, someone changes that family tree. Someone breaks out. I think when people look at you or look at Jen or the people that you've been referencing, they think maybe they've always been that way. But the fact of the matter is they don't, right? No. We all started as grubby kids trying to figure it out from somewhere. You know what I mean? You know, on a wing and a prayer. You know what I'm saying? But you got to learn sponge, listen, hopefully get yourself around great people that'll be honest with you, that'll tell you the God's honest truth, that'll 100% keep it real with you. Because I say to people all the time, the no's is what helped me. All of those yeses, I go, yeah, 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 but what do I need to work on? What do I need to get better at? And be honest with that and have thick skin. Develop thick skin. Okay, that hurt. But you know what? I'm going to listen. Maybe they're right. Mm. Now that's really good. The no's are what made the difference for you, not the yeses. Of course, for all of us. How do you get better? Somebody's got to tell you, yeah, but you know, I I say to people all the time, I must have played a million bars in the South before I ever made $4. I mean, you'd be playing a Holiday Inn and nobody's even looking at the band. And you go like, God, man, we're playing for four hours. People don't even know we're here. So how do we get them to notice us? What do we got to do? Stand on our head, wear a clown suit? What do we got to do? Maybe they don't like our music. People send all these demos in. Nobody's responding. Well, maybe they don't like it. If they're not liking it, go back to the drawing board. Figure out how do you make them like it. That's, that was good for me to picture someone like you that I admire so much. I've been at that Holiday Inn watching that guy play when no one's looking at him. And to think, <laughs> Man. And, and by the way, there's a million people out there with a dream right now going, in my business, I'm at the damn Holiday Inn and no one's looking at me right now. It gives hope, brother. Like, honestly, it, it, for, even for me listening to you, to know that you were in circumstances like that and you've turned your life into this just, you know, really a masterpiece of a life. And I know you want to still do better and improve and grow, but that's a, that's a miraculous move from there to here. But you're at the Holiday Inn in Poughkeepsie. This is not the Holiday Inn in like Phoenix. This is Poughkeepsie, <laughs> yo. This is some Bismarck. This is some small, out of the way town, dude. Mm, that's no disrespect to these cities, but I'm just saying, this yeah. is a tiny Holiday Inn and nobody's paying attention. Oh yeah. my God. What that's am I amazing. doing wrong? And so, you know, it's really going back to the drawing board, not being afraid to work on it, to really figure out. I used to tell people all the time, somebody gave me this advice when I was young. A great producer named Tom Dowd, God rest his soul. Um, One of my mentors in life, uh, he worked with Amr Erdogan, with Aretha, with Ray Charles, with, you know, Rod Stewart, with everyone, the Bee Gees. He'd say to me, look at the Billboard magazine. I'd pick it up and he'd go like, well, what do you like in the top 10? He goes, oh, top 20. And you know, like I'm a little bit of a jazz fusion guy. I was a little bit of a, a music snob probably growing up because I was trying to be Stanley Clark or Jocko or Charles Mingus or somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'd look at it and i go, well, I kind of like some of the things. I don't really like any of it, really. He says, okay, your first thumb, rule of thumb as a producer, you got to figure out how these people got into the top 20, why people like them, and how you can get them to like you. Mm. 
because yeah. they ain't liking you the way you are now. You can mm. say you're the biggest music snob and you went to all the great music schools and you know how to play a billion notes a second, but they ain't listening to that. They want to know, can you impress me the way Johnny Cash does? Can you impress me the way James Brown does with the screen? Can you impress me the way Hendrix does? The Beatles impress me. Help, I need somebody. Can you impress me simple like that? Mm. Wow, okay. So I had to kind of relearn my craft from there, didn't I? Wow. Yeah, course correction. But guys, I hope you're listening to this through the prism of wherever you are, because that's exactly right. Why do they like Bezos better than you? Why do they like the local tech company better than yours? Why do they like the local hair salon better than yours? You got to evolve yeah. and get better at your craft. Yeah. Trying to reach the people. You want to reach the people where they live and give them something they can really use. Man, very good. Uh, this is exceeding my expectations. I knew this was going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with a fun question. And I don't even know if you can answer it because you probably offend some people. But I'm curious because you know everybody. And again, I won't tell anybody you said this. So if you could go to a concert, there's three acts, past or present, you personally could get to enjoy that night. Three. It's your private concert. It's your 70th birthday. You can invite anyone who's gone to come back or anyone who's living currently. Who would those three be, band or individual artist? God, three is so hard. How many you want? God. I'll give you five. Okay. Nat King Cole, Sinatra, Beatles, Zeppelin, Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> that would be an amazing night. <laughs> that's awesome. What a wild night that's going to be, right? Zeppelin and Sinatra back to back. I want to see that. Uh -oh. Sinatra, then Zeppelin. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. That's so good. Randy, I've enjoyed today so much, brother. Thank you so much for today. Appreciate We're you, Ed. Thank you so much, man. You guys stay tuned into Ed, man. Ed's bringing the truth, man. He's bringing it for real in 2020, yo. Thank you, brother. And hey, guys, everybody, make sure you follow Randy on Instagram. And all of you listening or watching this, remember, I run the Max Out two-minute drill every day on Instagram. When I make a post, 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern, make a comment or comment on someone's comment. If you missed that time, comment anytime, every day on my post. At the end of the week, we pick winners. You fly on my jet. You come to my events. You meet my guests. You get my book. I Max Out Gear. It's all good. I'd love to interact with you on Instagram. So please connect with me on the two-minute drill. And again, Randy Jackson, God bless you, brother. This has been an honor today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Peace be with you, peoples. Max out. This is the Admirer Show.